0: What is shaken Fire Nation JLD here with an audio master class that has none other than Michael Hyatt leading this incredible masterclass. We're going to be talking about how to become a bigger thinker in 2019. There's going to be so many incredible things that I want you to learn from this incredible chat I had with Michael. But the biggest takeaway is that there's so much more to learn that we're going to even be able to go over in this podcast episode. So make sure to head over to eofire.com slash best. That's B-E-S-T. Because if you want your best year ever, I want you to join me this coming Thursday, December 13th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. I know that's a little early for you West Coasters, but it's worth it. Join myself and Michael on this completely free live webinar so that you can have your best year ever eofire.com slash best. And again, that is 1213, this December 13th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And if you can't make that specific time, still go and sign up and register because there will be a replay available for you if you register, if you sign up. So definitely make that happen, whether you can make it live or not, because you will get access to the amazing replay and some great gifts and giveaways that'll be happening as well. Now, who is Michael? Well, he's a New York Times bestselling author of several books, including Your Best Year Ever, Living Forward, and Platform. Michael and his team help overwhelmed high achievers win at work, succeed at life, and lead with confidence. In 2017 to 2018, Michael Hyatt and Company was featured on the Inc. 5000 list as one of America's fastest growing companies. And we have this killer audio masterclass how to become a bigger thinker in 2019 coming at you live when we get back from thinking our sponsor are you an independent business owner looking for a commerce platform that will be a reliable partner when it comes to selling your products then look no further than shopify for a limited time only visit shopify.com slash eof and start your 28-day free trial today that's shopify.com slash eof Michael, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself most people don't know. Well, most people
1: wouldn't know that I started out as a music major in college. And I had great delusions, as it turns out, of grandeur, (laughs) you know, to play in a rock band and to really pursue a life, you know, as a performing artist But when I got to college, the competition was fierce and I realized what I thought was great in my hometown was only kind of average when I got to college. So I quickly uh, pivoted and went to a more productive uh, major.
0: (laughs) What was going to be your instrument of choice?
1: Well, I play guitar, piano, and bass. So those three.
0: Wow, you are flexible. You could have been like the pinch hitter. You could have been all around town. And I have to be honest, I've known you for a number of years now, Michael Hyatt. I've never known that. And I just honestly can't picture you in in a rock and roll band. So, uh...
1: (laughs) You should have seen my hair. I, I had this really long shoulder-length hair. It was crazy. You
0: know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually email your team after this interview and I'm going to try to get a picture that, that, that shows that and it's going to be on the show notes page, Fire Nation. If I can get it, no promises, but it'll be my goal. But anyways, Fire Nation, we are here today because Michael Hyatt is generously donating a few of his very precious minutes to chat with us about how you can become a bigger thinker in 2019 because Fire Nation 2019 is quickly coming upon us. Maybe you're listening to this right now and it's already 2019. So guess what? Get in gear. Listen to this episode because we have a lot to talk about. So I want to dive right in. We have a lot of awesome content coming your way. And I got to be honest, Mike, when I was going through preparing for this, there's a lot of ways we could have started this. But the reality is, I know my audience. I know Fire Nation. And they're being held back on a lot of levels, myself included. Yeah. I mean, we're human beings. So let's kind of dive into first and foremost, why holding back and thinking small is actually robbing the world of your unique contribution.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing there, John, is that when people are holding back, there's something that they've been given, you know, everything that we've been given, whether it's our dreams or our abilities or our skills, I don't think they're given to us for us, but they're given to us on behalf of others. And so when we withhold those from the world, we're really robbing the world of, of something that could benefit them. And so I think we've got to see it in that way. If we're going to make progress on thinking bigger upon deploying our gifts We've got to realize we're not doing it for ourselves. It's not selfish. We're doing it on behalf of other people. That helps me kind of overcome that hesitation, you know, of maybe I'm just doing it for me or I'm doing it out of pride or I'm doing it for vanity. No, we need what you have to say. We need what you have to offer. So That's how I think about it.
0: When's the time that you've looked in the mirror, you know, maybe over the past couple of years and you've been like, you know what, I have subconsciously and maybe even on some levels consciously been holding myself back in X or Y or Z. Like, What's something that you weren't doing, Michael, that you were holding back, that you've stopped doing so and giving back to the world for that?
1: One of the things that's been interesting this past year and, and you know, one of the things I teach upon about is limiting beliefs. I wrote about them in my book, Your Best Year Ever. It's a part of the course, Best Year Ever. And- it's interesting. You think as much as I know about limiting beliefs that I wouldn't fall prey to them, but they're kind of like barnacles on a ship. I, I I managed to, you know, get some every year and have to clean them off the hull of my ship so I can make forward progress. And one of the things that happened to me about two years ago is I thought, you know, I've kind of reached the pinnacle of my speaking. I'm sure I can improve incrementally. But, you know, it's kind of what it is. And one of the things I, r- I realized a couple of years ago is, no, I can take it to a whole new level. I've got to completely reinvent it, reinvent what I'm doing. But in my public speaking, you know, I want to really want to make a huge difference. And so I had an opportunity this last spring to speak to LeaderCast. And it was the first time I've ever spoken in front of an audience this large, 84,000 people. Whoa. Yeah. So obviously it was not all in one place. There were about uh, 5,000 present in Atlanta. And then it was a simulcast to, I, a, I think, 170 locations all over the world, but 85,000 people that were present to hear that speech. And one of the goals I set for myself at the beginning of 2018 was that I wanted to deliver the best speech of my life. And so I worked on it for months. I had a teamwork with me. And so it's just, you know, to, to me, it was a good reminder that there's always always another level. And when you start to get satisfied with where you're at, to me that's kind of a danger sign because now I'm not making progress. And progress, for me at least, is kind of a a corollary to happiness. If I'm not making progress, I'm not gonna be happy. And I think that's true for most people.
0: Okay. So the last time I saw you speak was about a year and a half ago. And as I was sitting in the audience, I was saying to myself, here's a man who's like reached the peak. He's reached the top. I mean, of course he can maybe get a little better here, a little better there, but I mean, this is as good as it gets. So if you're telling me that you've taken it to the next level, I mean, I'm going to have to mark my calendar, see you speak again, because that will be something to behold. Well, thanks. And a couple of things Fire Nation that Michael said that I really want to go back over before we move to the next point. Number one, Our gifts are given to us on behalf of others. Just think about that. Like You have gifts. Don't keep them for yourself. They're given to you on behalf of others. And then limiting beliefs, they're like barnacles on a ship. I mean, you need to think about that, Fire Nation. You are going to continuously need to scrape your hull of limiting beliefs. You may get to a point, like Michael's gotten to and I've gotten to, where we've gotten rid of all of our limiting beliefs in A, B, or C. But guess what? Things come back, they creep back. We have to keep scraping that hole in progress. That thing you ended with, Michael, I cannot agree more. There's been this quote that I have continuously referred to for me personally in my life when I'm journaling and doing X, Y, or Z. That's a Dale Carnegie quote, and that is happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. And if you think about that, Fire Nation, Mm. it's not about getting to the end, to the finish line. It's about gradually realizing, not just any ideal, but a worthy ideal. That's from Dale Carnegie, and I have always thought about that. And one thing that I'm very aware of, in Fire Nation is too, Michael, is fear is a part of life. I mean, it happens, it's innate. Of course we fear, that's why we're still alive today. But what happens when we actually let that fear keep us inside of our comfort zone.
1: Yeah, what happens is we play a small game. And if you really think about it, everything important in your life that's ever happened happened in the in the area of your discomfort. In other words, it happened in the discomfort zone. Um in the comfort zone, obviously we're comfortable. You know, we're not stretched, we're not challenged, we're not forced to kind of reimagine or to be creative or to come up with solutions. But when we move into that discomfort zone, and by the way, the, the markers of that are fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you know, the, the famous acronym FUD. So we feel fear that, you know, it's when when we're in the discomfort zone, we fear that we might fail and we may not succeed. And that could be embarrassing or we have uncertainty. We don't see the, the path clearly from where we are to where we want to get to. By the way, if you can see the path clearly, that's evidence that you're still in the comfort zone. But when you step out into the discomfort zone, you're not going to see the path clearly. You certainly see the destination, but you're not quite sure how you're going to get from where you are to where you want to be. And then the doubt, you know, the uncertainty, I think that comes to all of us in the middle of the night when we think, do I have what it takes? Do I have the resources? Am I smart enough? You know, am I uh, creative enough? Can I really pull this off? But what happens is when we move into the discomfort zone. It forces us to face all that stuff. And then what happens is that we grow and more important than the goal, more important uh, than the pursuit of a bigger, better future is what becomes of us in that process. I I recently had a conversation, actually, it was about three years ago with somebody that you and I both know, and we'd both come off an amazing year where our businesses had grown bigger than than they ever had before. And, And so we were just kind of celebrating that. And she said to me, she said, I, I wonder sometimes when am I going to ever be satisfied and when is enough enough? And I said to her, I said, you know, for me, it will never be enough. Not because I need more toys, not because I need more stuff. I don't need any of that, but I don't want to stop growing. And the, the, my business grew 50% this last year from a year ago. And the, the CEO that it takes to run this business is very different from the CEO that could run the business that was 50% smaller. And the CEO that's going to be running my business a year from now has got to be somebody very different than the person that's running it today. Dan Sullivan says it this way, what got you out of Egypt won't get you into the promised land. And I think that's really true when it comes to operating the discomfort zone. If we don't keep pressing the envelope, what is discomfort this year becomes comfort next year. So we got to keep raising the bar. And by doing that, it really engages our best thinking. It challenges all the goal research says, too, that when we set our goals in the discomfort zone, we have a much higher probability of actually hitting them because, again, it engages our best thinking and our most most creative action.
0: Value bombs, Fire Nation. Three points I have to go back over because they're so important for you to take away. Number one, when you stay in your comfort zone you're playing a small game. Just remember that. Like if you're staying in that comfort zone, if you're going four, five, 10, 15 days in a row without feeling uncomfortable and uncertain and all these different things, you're playing a small game. You can play a small game for a couple of days, but listen, we're here to play a big game, Fire Nation. And then what are some markers for this? FUD, FUD, fear, uncertainty, uncertainty. Doubt. Think about that, Fire Nation. Those are markers. And then that point you made, Michael, I loved it. You are not going to see the entire path clearly. In fact, that brings to me up the Martin Luther King quote. You don't have to see the whole staircase to take the next step. I mean, Fire Nation, you take that next step and then the following step is revealed. So take action. So I want you to talk about something that's risky, Michael. Share a move that most people would consider risky that can actually give you the clarity that you need to act on your dreams. You
1: know, this is really interesting, John, because it's super simple. It actually doesn't seem risky till you start to do it, but it's actually to write down your goals for this next year. So it's easy for people to make uh, New Year's resolutions where they just sort of have this generalized aspiration about what they want to achieve next year, what they want to achieve in their business or their personal life. You know, people say all the time, I want to get in shape, want to lose weight, uh, want to marry the person of my dreams, want to start that business, want to write that book, whatever. But there's something about writing it down and writing it in a very specific goal format that feels a little bit risky because now you're committing It might not happen. And when I go around the country speaking on goal setting, one of the things I I always ask is how many of you believe in the importance of setting goals? Well, as you can imagine, Hmm. every hand in the audience goes up. Nobody doesn't believe in that. But then when I say, how many of you have a set of written goals that you could put your hands on in the next 60 seconds, how many of you have a written set of goals like that? I mean, about 5% of the audience's hands go up. No, most people don't go to that step of writing their goals down. And yet, Gail Matthews, who's a professor at the Dominican University in California, did a big goal study and basically had two groups those that wrote their goals down and those that had goals, but they weren't actually written down. The mere act of writing down your goals increases the likelihood of you achieving those goals by 44%, which is astonishing. I mean, if you could achieve the things that matter to you the most, imagine what would be possible to you if you would commit to writing. Now, here's why that's powerful, John, is because, and it's a, it's an old saying, I, I don't even know who said it, but um, thoughts disentangle themselves passing over the lips and through pencil tips. Something about writing forces you to get clarity. And here's the kicker. Clarity accelerates your progress towards your goal. When you have clarity, it accelerates your progress. Suddenly, you know what resources you need. You know what the next steps ought to be. Until you have that clarity, you're kind of stuck. You know, you got this sort of this this thing you're trying to pursue that's kind of a cloud out there, but you don't know what's next until you get clarity about what it is you're trying to accomplish.
0: Fire Nation, so many things that I hope you were writing down while you were listening right here. A couple things for me, write down those goals. Okay, yeah, we get that. I'm actually gonna add something onto that for a reason, is that once you write down your goals, announce them to your friends and family because guess what? that's risky because you might fail you might come up short of those goals and guess what we hate we hate coming up short in front of our loved ones we hate them looking at us a year later and saying well I thought you can do X, Y, or Z and we're like meh sorry but it's because we hate coming up short Fire Nation that we need to write those down we need to announce them it's the accountability that's going to make sure that we win and I just want to end with what you just said there Michael I thought it was so key that clarity accelerates your progress towards your goal if you can just Just recognize that Fire Nation is going to accelerate your progress towards your goal. You're going to see clarity. And how are you going to get clarity? You're going to write stuff down. Don't overcomplicate these things. And if you think Michael's been dropping those value bombs, more are coming when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Fire Nation, you and I both know it takes determination and support to push through the trials of starting and running your own business. As entrepreneurs, we have to be ready for the roadblocks and failures that, while difficult, are unavoidable. Let me share an example. When I came up with the idea to create the Freedom Journal, I had no idea how many moving pieces would be involved. It was my very first physical product, and throughout the process of developing and creating the journal, I realized quickly that there was a high barrier in the physical product space. It wasn't just about creating the physical journal itself, but also about figuring out what happens once it's created. How do I showcase it online and actually get it into the hands of Fire Nation? After a lot of research and stumbling around, I found Shopify, the online commerce platform that we use here at Entrepreneurs on Fire to bring all three of our journals to the world. What's great about Shopify is you don't have to be techie. The platform provides templates and makes it super easy to set up your store quickly. That means you get to start offering your products to your customers sooner. They also have the Shopify Academy, which offers free trading to help you get started, plus with their award-winning 24-7 support, you'll never feel alone on your entrepreneurial journey. If you're looking for a true partner to get your business up and running so you can easily manage your online store and share your products with the world, then look no further than Shopify. Visit shopify.com EOF to start your 28-day free trial today. This offer is only available until February 28th, 2019, so don't wait. That's shopify.com EOF. So, Michael, we're back, and most people only look and act forward. They only like are saying, okay, what's happening next? What should I do next? What's the next step I should take? Talk to us about why working backward is actually one of the most effective ways to actually get that forward momentum for our vision.
1: Yeah, this is kind of interesting because you know, our past is often the key to breakthroughs in the future. Usually the places that where we've struggled the most, where we haven't seen progress. Can be the kind of the the key that opens the door to the future, and there's a lot of regre- there's a lot of research around uh, the science of regret, and oftentimes what people regret the most is the doorway into the future. So, for example, if you wanted to write a book for years and you struggle to get that done, it may be because that's something that's really important to you and something that's really important to your future. And the reason you can tell is because you're experiencing resistance. And we've all heard that from various people who've written about it in the past, everybody from Seth uh, Godin to Stephen Pressfield. But everything that's important in your life is going to be resisted by something that opposes it, something that, that tries you to keep you from accomplishing that. You know, maybe a business that you need to start. It may be a course that you need to sell. It may be a podcast you need to launch. And it may be that you struggle to do that it's probably because that's really, really important. So for me this year was I'm looking towards uh, the past and I'm looking kind of, I I went through a whole process with my team today because we're goal setting. We did it as a team with our team and with our spouses. And one of the things I talked about was processing the past and looking to those regrets and saying, what didn't get finished this last year? What didn't get done? And you just know in your heart that if you could get past the procrastination, If you could force yourself to really focus, if you could make some progress on that, that it could change your future. So oftentimes that past, the past that's left undone is the key to a big future opportunity that's waiting uh, for you.
0: Michael, you use the word focus a lot. It is my absolute favorite word. In fact, it was my 2017 word of the year because it's the acronym that I fall in love with. Focus, follow one course until success. And Fire Nation, if you can really take that word and live it, then you have a great opportunity for great things to come. Now, Michael, you have this phrase, embracing your agency. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, when I think of agency, it's like your power. It's your power, your power to set meaningful goals and to actually accomplish those goals. And yet so many people, um, they don't embrace their agency, they deflect it. And the opposite of having kind of the mindset of embracing your agency is the victim mentality. So just to tell you a quick story, years ago, when I was leading a big publishing company as the CEO, it was in the middle of the recession. And we had a uh, budget for August in 2009, I remember it distinctly, and we missed it. And so I had a meeting with my executive coach and she said to me, she said, well, tell me uh, about what happened this last month because you were so confident at the beginning of the month that you were going to achieve your budget, what happened? And I said, well, I mean, we're in an economic downturn. Um, Our industry is in a free fall. You know, bookstores are not doing well and we sold to bookstores, they were our customers. And so I kind of went through a litany of excuses. So she was very kind. She listened to me, she nodded. She said, okay, I get that. But uh, what was it about your leadership that led to that result? Well, it offended me, John. I mean, I thought my leadership, didn't you just hear me? I said, all the problem is out there. It's the environment. It's the industry. It's the economy. It's all this stuff. And she said, okay, I, I get that. It's tough out there. I get that. But what was it about your leadership that led to that result? Well, I didn't like that very much. And so she said, okay, let me just see if I can prove this to you another way. She said, is there anything you would have done differently? Knowing what you know now, if you could go back 30 days at the beginning of the month, are there things that you would have done differently? And I said, heck yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things I would, have, I would have done differently. She said, like what? I said, well, I w- would have met with the sales team. I would have asked them if I could go on, a, on any of the important calls, if that would have helped at all. I would have made sure that all of our marketing promotions were lined up and that I had proved some of the top level strategy. So I went on through some uh, several things and she said, okay. So what you're telling me is that your leadership, had you exercised it, would have made a different difference. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about embracing your agency. As long as the problem is out there and it's somebody else's responsibility to fix, then I give away my power. I don't have the power to change anything. But once I take responsibility for my results and for my outcomes and for my actions, now all things become possible. You know, I may go through a setback now, but if I own it, I can change it for the future. And so that's what I mean about embracing your agency, that you've got way more agency than you think, way more power, way more contacts, way more resources at your disposal. But you've got to shift your mindset and think from a position of abundance, not from a position of scarcity.
0: Stories are so powerful. So, Michael, thank you for sharing that one. I mean, it just made it so real for me and I know for so many of our listeners on what it means to actually take that 100% responsibility. Because once you embrace that Fire Nation, you are starting to embrace success. And one thing as I look at my 2019, Michael, that I know is my calendar is my life. It can be wonderful, but it can also ruin my life at times for sure. So how can we as entrepreneurs put our calendars to work for our biggest goals here this coming year?
1: Boy, the calendar is the key. I like the acronym START which I take to mean this, schedule the action required today. So a lot of people work off a task list or off a goal sheet, but until it makes it on your calendar, it's really hard to make progress because we're all busy. We're working in a whirlwind of activity where tasks and events and requests and opportunities are coming to us faster than we can uh, process them. But when we schedule things on a calendar, we're making a space, a sacred space to work on things that may not be urgent, but they're important. And I don't know if you've ever gotten to the end of a year or the end of a week or the end of a month and something really important you continue to procrastinate on because you didn't schedule it. And simply by scheduling it and then, and this is the important part, honoring that commitment to yourself. Uh, Jason Fried calls this time in the alone zone, but scheduling an appointment with yourself to work on your most important goals. That big project that you know, if you would give some time and some creative brain power to would really move the needle on your business or your personal life. But scheduling that time and honoring it. And what I mean by honoring it, it means when somebody asks you if, uh, let's just say you have time scheduled on a Friday afternoon to work on that new book that you've been meaning to write. And one of your buddies says, hey, how about going uh, golfing on Friday afternoon? You honor that commitment and you say this. You say, you know what? I've got another commitment. Could we find another time to play golf? I'd love to play golf with you, but I've got another commitment on that uh, Friday afternoon. You don't have to explain what it is. You don't have to go into any detail. You don't have to excuse it. People understand that language. I'm sorry, but I've got another commitment. You've got to honor commitments to yourself first. If you're going to make progress on your most important goals.
0: Fire Nation, I want to recap. Start, schedule the action required today. I mean, if you literally live by that on a day-to-day basis, you're going to see massive improvement in your results over the course of weeks, months, and then, of course, years. And I just love that idea of scheduling an appointment with yourself and keeping it sacred, Fire Nation. That is an appointment that cannot be moved. So treat it that way. Now, Michael, like I said, we have precious minutes with you, and I know that we made the most of it, and we dropped so much value during our time together here today, so thank you for making this time. Um, Of course, during this podcast episode, we can only talk about so much, and that's why I'm really excited for those in Fire Nation who are so faithful that you're listening when this episode went live on December 10th, or the 11th, or the 12th, soon after this went live, because we have a great opportunity for you. Michael is putting on a completely free webinar on Thursday, December 13th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and it's called How to Set Goals That Stick in 2019. And he's going to go over five proven strategies to overcome goal failure, because there's a reason why we feel that our goals, Fire Nation, we're going to give you the strategies as to how you can overcome just that. Now, if you can't make that live webinar, um, you really should try to because live webinars are the best and there's going to be some awesome things there for you. There is going to be a replay, so you need to take action and register. That's the key thing you want to do is register for this free live webinar because hopefully you can attend the live and you make it happen. But if something comes up and it gets you know pushed back or whatever, you're going to get the replay. You can watch that when you can. And the URL for the webinar registration page is eofire.com/best that's for best year ever. So eofire.com slash B-E-S-T. It's going to be a killer webinar. Michael, as we wind down here, as we close it down, take us home by sharing why Fire Nation should be really fired up about this awesome webinar you're putting on December 13th.
1: You know, one of the things that we've discovered, John, in all the research we've done on goal achievement, and as as you know, I've got the Wall Street Journal bestselling book on goal setting called Your Best Year Ever. And one of the things that we've discovered in all the research we've done on goal achievement is there's really only five reasons why goals fail. So if you know these reasons, you can avoid them. And if you can avoid them, you can achieve your dreams and accomplish your most precious goals. I'm going to reveal all of that in this webinar.
0: Fire Nation, if I were you, I wouldn't miss it. And guess what? I'm myself. I'm not going to miss it. I've already signed up because I can do that. So head over to eofire.com slash best. B-E-S-T. And you're the average Fire Nation. Of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with M-H and J-L-D today, so keep up the heat. And Michael, I want to thank you for just sharing your truth, your genius, your knowledge with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Michael today, and... I have one call to action for you. I wanna see you on this completely free live webinar, how to set goals that stick in 2019. So no matter when you're listening to this, we're still gonna have an awesome uh, replay for you, or a gift, or something is gonna be there that's gonna be very relevant. Hopefully you can make the live webinar. If not, if you're listening to this years in the future, I get it, but still go to this URL because there's gonna be something there awesome for you eofire.com slash best. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll see you on the flip side. If you're an independent business owner looking for a commerce platform that will be a reliable partner when it comes to selling your products, then look no further than Shopify. With easy-to-use templates to help you set up your store fast, over 100 international payment gateway integrations, award-winning 24-7 support, and third-party shipment apps, you'll be sharing your products with the world in no time. For a limited time only, visit shopify.com EOF and start your 28-day free trial today. That's shopify.com slash EOF. O-F